there's been a ton of talk about Deshaun Watson and a possible suspension. When, how long will it ever come? We get into details about that. We take a look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, a new regime in Pittsburgh as the baton is passed from Ben Roethlisberger to Kenny Pickett. And we get to some fun scenarios trying to figure out who is the most unrecognized Browns player, who is the best Browns player, who's looking towards maybe a make-or-break year with the Browns. Garrett Bush joins from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on your latest Locked On Browns. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB, on the L-O-E-L-B, the Lockdown Browns podcast brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, the show itself at Lockdown Browns, follow back account, I want to thank everybody that makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every day, uh, truly appreciate you all, whatever podcast platform you use, make sure you're following, subscribe. Two Locked On Browns, five-star ratings, written reviews, please and thank you. Uh, big shout-out to the good folks over at Stouffer's. We're sending over the hookup of the French bread pizza. Always appreciated. And with two teenage daughters in the house, uh, is, they never stop eating. So food is of the premium in the Lloyd House. We are joined today from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Mr. Garrett Bush. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit. Deshaun Watson, we are going to – We the other day we analyzed the Baltimore Ravens draft. We're going to look at the Pittsburgh Steelers draft, where they currently are at. And uh, I put up a tweet yesterday about you know, Brown's roster, most underrated, best player. We're going to get into all that stuff with Garrett today. Uh, starting with Deshaun Watson, and this is where it's difficult, and I know a lot of people – you know, look, I think people just want an answer, Garrett, as far as the suspension. Is it one? Is it there one? How long is it? When is it? Um, but I don't think, you know, the resolution is going to come nearly as quickly as people think. Um, and with the talks now, obviously, you know, there'll be, you know, Deshaun's going to have more speakings with lawyers later in May or some in June as well. The NFL, and this is where it's tricky for the NFL. Um, at some point, even if Deshaun Watson were to get cleared of all of this, there could be a possibility Deshaun Watson is going to look at a, you know, a personal conduct type of suspension from the league. But the thing is, and that this. But the thing is, they can't do this now, and then have Watson go through this legal process. And if something were to go awry for Deshaun Watson, and he ends up, you know, getting some sort of, you know, charges against him, whatever, they're not going to be able to suspend him twice. So the problem is, is if they were going to suspend him for this year, and these actions look for sure that they're going to roll on into 2023, as far as you know, the way the legal side of this is going to work. It, they're not going to hit him, Garrett, with a personal conduct suspension now and then have it come up again where they would maybe have to suspend him again. So I think that's where people are getting the confusion. And right now, you know, look, if the, if the evidence was truly concrete, this wouldn't be a conversation we'd be having. He probably, A, number one, wouldn't be in Cleveland. And A, number two, the talk about when he was ever going to play in the NFL would be more of the conversation so this really makes for a difficult thing, but I truly believe the Browns went into this process thinking, especially with all that they invested, Garrett, is that they are going to have their signal caller for at least the 2022 season. And then come 2023, they understand there could be some kinks. 
Yeah, I I I can I completely agree with that. I think sometimes what we got to understand is, you know, people who just want an answer, you know, they can get up on the soapbox and pound the table and and say we got to have an answer, but that's more on on the shortcomings of those individuals. Just because people um, are are jumping around and they want to know and I, listen, you know, I wanted to know what my Christmas presents were before uh, I got to open them too. <laughs> Did my parents say go ahead and open them because I was sent, I was so I had so much passion about it. I wanted to know no it don't work that that way and and sometimes you know for me it's, it's a little frustrating because people or fans in general like to you know they understand a lot of different things in real life they understand it takes patience they understand stand some things take a, a process of, of getting to. But when it comes to, you know, their athletes or when it comes to their favorite team, they lose all perspective. They lose all, uh, you know, just wherewithal. And, and all you got to do is just sit back and, and say, what is the easy solution here? People say it's just so hard. No, it's not. It's because you are injecting yourself into the thought process or this whole punishment thing. All you do, you, they waited on, on the criminal cases. Simply just wait till the civil cases come out. If he's not going to be doing any civil cases or going to trial for those until April of 2023, why would you believe that it was a, would be a good thing to suspend him now when nothing has come about any any civil uh, cases? It, it simply wait. If it, there is something that comes out in 2023, cross that bridge when it gets there. Then you can suspend him and say, "Hey, we waited for all the information." We waited for all, all the all the stuff to come back, and this is what we're gonna do. Uh, instead of just having knee jerk reaction after knee jerk reaction, because people think it's always better to get in front of this thing. No, it's not always better to get in front of something. It's better to have a, a concrete decision of what you're gonna do, a process, and making sure that you get it done right the first time if you are gonna suspend it. Well, the thing with trying to get out in front of it is is you know, that's okay for what the NFL might want to do. That's okay for what the Cleveland Browns want to do. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is a man's reputation. And if it goes through all this process and it just turns out that, you know, some people like to get their kink on, I guess maybe just to go with it that route or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and look, I, I'm not denying this. And you guys know the one thing I, the least favorite part of my job is talking, you know, off the field, Legal, illegal in regards to the Cleveland Browns. So I hate having these conversations. You guys know this. I hated all the Kareem Hunt conversations. I want to talk ball. I want to talk players. I want to talk transactions. That's what I want to do. But obviously, you know, with this, it's something that has to be, you know, discussed some. And for right now, you technically have zero when you have allegations, you know, look, I mean, you know, I, I can allege anything. My kids can allege anything against each other. But without any concrete evidence, you can't go ahead and put down a punishment. You can't go ahead and put down a suspension. You know, obviously, you know, when these, uh, you know, these continue and more comes to light, you know, I think there's going to be some point maybe where, you know, Deshaun Watson could look at a two game suspension for personal conduct. I'm sure the NFL is not happy with how these events transpired exactly with what Deshaun Watson was doing. Um but then again, it comes down to legal versus illegal, and that stuff will kind of get played out in a court of law. Um, again, for everybody, look, this is not what I want to talk about. You guys know me all 
too well. I want to talk ball. I want to talk the Cleveland Browns. This is what I've done for almost six years now as host of this show. Um, so we're going to get to a little bit more here. We are going to talk some football, for God's sakes. Thank God. Um, we're going to get to the Pittsburgh Steelers draft class. Uh, last week, we did the Baltimore Ravens with Garrett. We're going to do the Steelers today. Obviously, a big new world in Pittsburgh as they've moved on from Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I most likely will be Kenny Pickett, but we're going to get back. We're going to talk the state of the Pittsburgh Steelers here in a minute. Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd, your latest Locked on Browns. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Garrett, Pittsburgh Steelers, um, and it's actually funny the way it all worked out with this quarterback class. The Pittsburgh Steelers, everyone knew with Ben Roethlisberger finally retired, they were going quarterback. It was going to be time, and for all the time Mike Tomlin has been in Pittsburgh, he's never had his own quarterback. He rolled into Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger was already the quarterback, and that relationship just continued. So now we talk about Mike Tomlin, veteran head coach in the NFL, and, you know, for everybody who says they hate the Pittsburgh Steelers and everybody, I'm always one. Oh, I think this is the year the Steelers are going to fall off the cliff. I always have other people come to me, but Jeff, you always talk so highly of Mike Tomlin. What makes you think the Steelers are going to fall off the cliff if you think Mike Tomlin is a really, really solid head coach? True. Facts. No doubt about it. Uh, but they come out the gate and they uh, they got lucky. Things played. A lot of people felt Pittsburgh was going to have to maneuver up to get whatever quarterback they wanted. These quarterbacks dropped drastically in this draft. We didn't have a quarterback go to pick 20. Steelers, uh, in that situation, you have Kenny Pickett right next door. Obviously, they were very, very well-educated. They knew very well uh, the type of guy Kenny Pickett is, the type of player Kenny Pickett is. Um, For me, I know well of Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. 10 minutes away here in New Jersey where he grew up. His quarterback coach has been working with him since high school, is a good friend of mine, a guy I used to play ball against. Um, so Kenny Pickett, they had you know Malik Wills, who a lot of people thought was going to possibly be my time Tom's selection. But it goes Kenny Pickett at 20 overall. The question about the hands, he's got a funky, like, misjoint thumb. So when he holds the ball, his hand is actually bigger than if he were just to sit down and put his hand on the table in front of you. Um, accomplished career at Pitt. Uh, I think one of the things that's impressive for me about Kenny Pickett is Pitt was kind of an afterthought. You know, it's it's part of the ACC. It's never been one of the bigger programs of the ACC. But the last couple of years with Kenny Pickett, he made them a solid, solid team in the ACC. But at, first things first, Garrett, it's going to be weird to just watch the Cleveland Browns play the Pittsburgh Steelers and him not being there. No Ben Roethlisberger. It's going to be strange to watch. But new future in Pittsburgh, and most likely it's going to be led. I mean, I don't want to hear this true competition. Nah, 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 nah. You didn't draft Kenny Pickett at 20 to go ahead and play Mr. Biscuit. Yeah, look, first of all, let me just throw this out here. Uh, I, I'm super excited that the Steelers are starting over. <laughs> Hell yes. Nobody's going to this then. Yeah, get, get up out of here. Start over, man. Like, you know, how many times <laughs> was we resetting stuff? We was resetting uh, after every single year. We, I mean, we've been doing this, trying to find a quarterback since God knows when. For, See, that would, be, that would be a great question. How many Cleveland Browns quarterbacks have started a game against Ben Roethlisberger? But go ahead. Ooh, I, I, would think it, I think it would be in the high 20s. 
high twenties. It have to be a minimum fifteen to twenty. Okay. Yeah, minimum. Uh, you know, so so here's the thing, Kenny Pickett. Sure, he's gonna be, um, you know, a guy that they they thought they they wanted to get, and I think they were surprised he was gonna be there at the, at the end of the first round. Um, but from a Browns perspective, you know, this is a hard one. Now, now they get to join the rest of the NFL, and this is the crapshoot involved with quarterbacks, right? You, you get your guy, you figure out whether or not he he can, you know, fit your system. And then you see if this guy's going to be anything. And so now that's that's where you really truly find out what your weight your weight in gold is or what your hay is in terms of what you are as, as a head coach. Because everybody can can come in and, and you know inherit a Ben Roethlisberger or inherit uh Aaron Rodgers or you know, you step in, you already got somebody on the roster who's been doing it and it's a veteran that's proven. Now you now you got Mr. Bisky in the room. You, you got Kenny Pickett in the room. Now we're going to see what you're going to talk about. However, you know, this, it's not like that room is barren as far as the cupboards are concerned. Uh, when you look at the weapons that the Steelers got, I mean, they got us uh, running back is there. Uh, you got a, a, a nice couple of picks. And when you talk about the one of the, the guys that I really wanted in this draft, uh, it goes to, to their second round pick, George uh, Pickens. Um, wide receiver out of Georgia. He was he's projected as one of the you know the steals of the draft. And it always seems like this, right? Ravens, Steelers, they make sure they go out and get the steals of the draft. And now you got a, a wide receiver room uh that that is, you know has uh you know I, I refuse to call him by his nickname too. What kind of name is Mapletron? <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna be calling nobody Mapletron, but if you look at it, Deontay Johnson, uh, George Pickens, um, you, you know, it, it, this is that's a that's a very formidable threesome right there. Um, uh, as far as the receivers go, um, they go in the uh, third round, give DeMarvin Leal from De- Texas AM. That's just a Steelers pick. That's a Steelers pick, guy that could be versatile on the defensive line, get can rush the passer a little bit, move him inside, move him outside. Um, and then I like Calvin Austin, the third out of Memphis wide receiver can run one of the fastest guys in the draft. Um, so when you look at the, the, the Steelers, I think they did, um, you know, yeoman's work. It's what, what the Steelers do. Nothing too, uh, too big or, or, or splash type pick, except for I, I actually liked the George Pickens one because I wanted him here in Cleveland. So um, I think they did a solid job in uh, making sure um, that they fill the holes that they need to fill. But as with everything else, it just determines this draft will be determined by whether or not Kenny Pickett turns out to be what a, a solid uh, franchise quarterback and he's the starter for 10 years, 10, 12 years in the league. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, basically, if you're the Steelers, you were looking to emulate what the Green Bay Packers did. You had that long run with Brett Favre. You went on to Aaron Rodgers. You basically solidified your quarter position, quarterback position for damn near 30 years. Um, it's rare. Uh, Browns fans, it can happen, Browns fans. Uh, I know well aware, obviously, it has not gone on here. Um, George Pickens, I think it was interesting to find out over the weekend um, when the Browns did hold selection 44. If they had kept it, it wouldn't have been George Pickens like we had all hoped. It would have been John Menchie out of Alabama, player coming off an ACL injury. Um, one other thing I will still continue with George Pickens is David Bell had more production in his final year at Purdue than George Pickens did in his entire career in Georgia. Browns, that may have been something. That may have been something that truly resonated to them, understanding that he had a larger and more productive body of work. 
DeMarvin Leal, this was a really good fit because DeMarvin Leal, this is where it was interesting. At times, DeMarvin Leal was thought of as a possible first-round pick. Problem is, he's about 295, and he played on the interior. That doesn't resonate well with a lot of teams. Where does it resonate? If you run a 3-4 defense. Pittsburgh Steelers run a 3-4 defense. So he can play edge in base when they go 3-4. Now, obviously, with his pedigree of playing on the inside, you can kick him inside on uh, obvious nickel and dime situations, obvious passing situations. So certainly, like Garrett said, a player with flexibility. Calvin Austin the third. There's a change now with the Steelers wide receiver room. Juju is no longer there. Deontay Johnson, basically the dude. You got Claypool. Somebody needs to do what Deontay Johnson used to be doing, where he was the guy, oh, we, we had to look out for him. We had to look out for him. We had to look out for him. Oh, crap, Deontay Johnson was the one that beat us. Calvin Austin might be able to do that. I do think it's interesting, though, Connor Hayward brought in as a tight end. So Cam Hayward's got his little brother on the other side of the ball. TJ Watt got his little brother on the other side of the ball. They funny, man. Stop drafting these dudes, brothers. <laughs> Y'all need to quit doing that, man. They just, hey, we, hey, we good. We're going to make sure if we got a couple extra picks, we, we'll we going to get your brother together, Cam. Don't worry about that. Because eventually it's going to cause. But look, somewhere down the road, Derek Watt or Casey Hayward is not going to be on this team. So it's going to make right. for like something, you know, I mean, it, you know, like to, to make like the fact that you went to these lengths for guys who are like 51, 52, or 53 on your roster. Fullbacks, I mean, man. Yeah. It makes no... for a great storyline. It makes for a great storyline, but in the grand scheme of things, yeah, could you have maybe gotten something better? We'll see on that. Um, But the Pittsburgh Steelers, like Aaron said, it's going to come down to what Kenny Pickett is. Um, And I think for all the quarterbacks, he's got the easiest transition, obviously, familiar with the area, familiar with the stadium, everything. Obviously, you know, uh, the Pitt Panthers and, of course, Pittsburgh Steelers, there had to be numerous incidents where, you know, paths were crossed. He already probably knows the guys, Some of a lot of the guys within the locker room. So it'll be interesting the way it plays out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, there was a fun tweet to always go around this time of year, just trying to keep, you know, engagement going here. And basically one, uh, you know, based on, you know, most underrated, you know, best player. So we're going to go through that here with your Cleveland Browns, the ultimate Cleveland sports show. Garrett Bush is in for the ride. Stick around, folks. You all know the deal, Rock Auto. They've been with us forever. And this episode is brought to you by the fine folks over at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions? Is your Odyssey an LX, an EX, V6, or a V6 Turbo? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family-owned business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over two decades. Their prices are reliably low, and whether you're the auto parts store or just a general customer, you are paying the same. So why not just cut out the middleman? They have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go ahead and check out rockauto.com today. Go to the site. See all the parts that are available for your car or truck. Right, Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. So they know the folks here at Locked On sent you their way. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Appreciate everybody who makes Locked On Browns their first listen. Day in, day out. It means a ton here. Whatever podcast app you use, make sure you're following, subscribe. Leave those five-star ratings and written reviews uh, to the tweet I'm ret- referring to here. Um, 
basically gives you six questions. You fill them in as far as which player is which. Um, now, for me, I did it. We'll get to my uh, choices here. I put my tweet up yeah, probably about almost a day ago. We're going to get to Garrett's here. So we'll start right off the bat, Garrett, for the Cleveland Browns, 2022. Who currently is the most underrated Cleveland Brown? There we go. You, you, you got to have your mic on, G. Bush. Uh, so for that, me, that'll, that, that'll play well over at the studios later today. Yeah, look, I'm like, what are you doing? Put your mic on, bro. Uh, I'm going to go with the most underrated player. I, I'm going to go with uh, Joe Batonio, right? Sometimes when you got linemen, uh, you you don't really know how good they are, right? Because you really can't quantify what a lineman does. You don't know. A lot of people don't don't spot shadow linemen. The only time you really hear of a lineman is if he jumps, he, he falls starts, or he gets a holding penalty. But when you look at Joe Batonio, I, he's probably one of the top 10, 12 guards, or excuse, excuse me, not just guards, but just overall linemen in the league. He's been doing it such a long time. Uh, and plus, he doesn't play, I was, I call it a sexy um, place on, on, on the uh, offensive line. He doesn't play the left tackle position either. So, you know, he, he kind of gets lost in the shuffle because the Browns, to me, you know, when you look at uh, Teller and you look at Batonio, uh, two of the best guards in the league. Uh, I mean, the Browns have, I mean, in the middle where, it need, where you need knockdown drag out guys, I think those two are one of the best, but Batonio has been doing for so long. I think people just don't understand how good of a road grader or offensive lineman he is. And, and he's an underrated pass uh, protector as well. So I, I would go with the uh, most underrated is, uh, you know, Joe Batonio. The uh, thing with Joe, let me just jump in. The thing with Joel is, is, and, and it's obviously a, you get lost in obscurity sometimes when you were a really good player on a team that has not had a lot of success. Joe Thomas is going to be a hall of famer. And I don't think people understand this. Joe Batonio is going to be a Hall of Famer. It's yeah. just the way it is. And I think part of the thing now is is Wyatt Teller is more of a excitable, fiery up guy. You know, you think Wyatt Highlight. Teller would def- exactly. So a lot of attention goes to Wyatt Teller because Joe Batonio is very similar to the way Joe Thomas was. Obviously, his you know Joe certainly the mentor protege relationship there. Joe Batonio is the guy that goes to the huddle. You know. Ow, oof. takes his 62 deep press that he needs, goes down, puts his hand down, rinse, repeat for 65 plays a game. And he's done this his entire career. Joel Batonio will be a Hall of Famer one day. And I think he likes the fact that he's not talked about. It just, you know, makes for an easier life. It makes for an easier career. But Joel Batonio, it, it does make a ton of sense. And I do agree with you on the fact that you don't get a ton of respect because you play on the interior. Everybody wants to talk about left tackles. Um, the best player on the Cleveland Browns best player in the Cleveland. Now this is, this is a little, I'm going to go a little opposite of you. Um, I could easily say miles Garrett. I see you have miles Garrett down here and guess what? That wouldn't even be wrong on, on so many levels, but I'm going to go do a little something different. I'm going to go with Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb to me is a guy that could get you 1800 Nick Chubb this year. If Deshaun Watson, I'm going to go out on the limb and say, if Deshaun Watson plays, all of the games and there is no suspension. I truly believe that Nick Chubb will have 14, 1500 yards. Uh, and, and if they continually uh, fed him and fed him the way he is supposed to be fed, like, like a hungry monster that he is, Nick <laughs> Chubb should, Nick Chubb should have, he could have upwards of 1800 yards, the same yards that Derrick Henry gets. And you got to remember he's splitting carries with another monster. And the Browns got some young monsters that I'm trying to look at this year, too. Uh, that Ford kid, I think, is going to be nice 
Uh, but to me, I, I'm gonna go with Nick Chubb. He, you know, he can catch the ball. Uh, very rarely fumbles. Uh, dynamic, making people miss on the first tackle. Uh, and it's just just overall solid and just just carries his hard hat to work every day. For me, and I, I remember vividly doing a show this past fall. The Browns had won the game. This is when Nick Chubb had come back um, after missing time. And for me, you know, Miles Garrett could be considered the Browns' best player. Nick Chubb considered the Browns' most important player, in my mm. opinion, because you saw that last year when this team was struggling. When he was out, they could do nothing. When he was there, at least they were able to and had the ability to win some ball games. The key new addition for the Cleveland Browns. There's been a bunch of them, but. If this is going to work out like the way it needs to work out, it probably should only be one answer here. Yeah, that definitely. Uh, key, key, uh, key addition. I mean, this was easy. I mean, it's Deshaun Watson. Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> look, you know, this guy can, could really have us propelled into the playoffs. And and one of the things, and, and if you talk about being underrated, I, I think one of the things that's going to happen is when you when you when this season starts up. And you see Deshaun Watson playing. People forget how good he is. Maybe they forgot because he'd been out a year. Um, and then he has all this other stuff hanging over his head. But but there's gonna be a large contingent of Cleveland Browns fans that that will forget all about that as soon as he gets on the field because you will see how dynamic he is. I think people don't realize that how athletic he is, how how he has great touch, can throw the football, make all throws. Um, I just think you know, he he propels the Cleveland Browns from a team that, you know, could have made the playoffs with Baker Mayfield to if you got Deshaun Watson, you are a perennial a team in the AFC that is going to compete uh, for championships. So uh, I'll, I'll go with Deshaun Watson. You go to a statistical output in the 2020 season. It is absolutely ridiculous on a Houston Texans team that was absolute, I mean, butt cheeks. This team was terrible. <laughs> Deshaun Watson, it was, it was Deshaun Watson and – you know, a bunch of other guys. And I remember vividly of JJ Watt walking off the field, the last game they played in 2020. And basically, you know, they had asked him after what were you guys talking about? And JJ Watt said, I apologize to the guy. This guy absolutely played incredible football all year and 52 other guys essentially didn't get it done. Who was the player that could surprise in 2022 for the Cleveland Browns? Mr. Bush. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with greedy Williams. Uh, I think greedy Williams um, after he missed a whole year with the whole neck injury. Now, mind you, I got a neck injury, um, similar to his, uh, and I'm gonna tell you how hard it is for your neck, and, and, and I'm not tackling nobody. My arms and neck hurt half the time, and I'm not doing exactly what he's doing. So, but I think he ended the year on, on a sneaky, quiet, just really solid year. I think this is a this is a uh, contract year for him. I think they're gonna put him on outside. I think he's gonna be one of the outside guys if he can stay healthy. I think he may be one of the guys that who's going to be in the top three corners. Um, I think with him and Denzel Ward, he'll have a, the ability if he can stay healthy to have a career year and uh, and get a contract, a big contract extension. Unfortunately, I don't think it'll be with the Browns, given the fact that they they've already invested a lot of time, energy, effort, and money. Uh, you just brought in Emerson, AJ Green. They love in in, uh, in Cleveland. Newsom is a guy, and you, they just paid Denzel Ward, but. I think that could that could elevate the Browns to a different level uh, if Greedy can can come back and go back to his his heydays in, in LSU when he was one of the top quarters uh, in 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 college football. 
No question about it. And for Greedy, look, it's going to be a tough spot here because most likely you know you were playing for your future outside of this organization. The extension of Denzel Ward signaled that. Selection Newsom, AJ Green playing as well as he has. And of course, you know, bringing in Martin Emerson this year. And if we've learned one thing about the Cleveland Browns is their eyes and ears are always open to defensive backs. If there's somebody available and they think they're a good fit, that means somebody's seat in that room may not be as comfortable and as safe as they think it is. Player to take a leap in 2022 for the Browns. I'm going to go with, uh, finally, this guy puts it together. We've been waiting for it. Um, number one prep guy, Donovan Peoples-Jones, six-round pick out of Michigan. He finally puts it together. And he puts it together this year, not because he's he's that much of a, a better player than, than last year. It's because Deshaun Watson is going to be able to find him, get him the ball in certain places, and make sure that he he's a guy that's involved in the offense. I think there's going to be a lot of guys that look tremendously better uh, in, in terms of what they're going to do. That that's running backs like Kareem Hunt. Um, at this at this place, I was going to go with David and Joku. I could have said that because I think he can have a breakout year as well. Um, I love your pick of Grant Delpit. I love that one. I think Grant Delpit is going to return to. I think he's going to be one of the better safeties in the league now that he's a year after that, but. I'm going to go with Donovan Peoples-Jones, big body, number one receiver coming out of high school. I think he just puts it together, and I think they like him to a point where they might not even go look for another receiver that's a veteran like Jarvis or Fuller or whatever the case may be because they like what they got inside the locker room. So I'm going to go with Donovan Peoples-Jones. I think one of the biggest things for Donovan Peoples-Jones this season is going to be bringing in Deshaun Watson. Donovan Peoples-Jones, one thing where you see him in breaking him down is – you know, between the numbers, shorter routes, it's not the best calling card for Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's more of a vertical guy. You bring in Amari Cooper, who can do all these things. David Bell makes a lot of hay between the hash marks, running the shorter routes. So for, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones, where it's going to be a chance to get more vertical. And look, there were times last year, you know, and his statistical output could have been a lot better, but there were dinged up injuries. The Thursday night game against Denver, you know, tweaks a hammy or a groin right before the game starts. And, you know, makes for a difficult road. You're starting to make progress. But now, guess what? You're spending time in the training room. You're getting worked on on something that, you know, you're not able to basically, you know, build off of some success you've had. But I think Donovan Peoples-Jones, this will be his biggest year for the Cleveland Browns. And I think it's because his game will translate well to the game of Deshaun Watson. Make or break year. This is a kind of a tough one because there's a lot of guys that are under contract here for the long foreseeable future for the Browns. So give me a make or break guy here, Garrett. Um, make or break, I, I go to the same position as you. You say um, Ronnie Harrison, I go to uh, John Johnson III. Now, I thought he played I thought he played better um, last year. I thought he played uh, better at the end of the year. Um, he was able to start, you know, uh, being in the right positions, uh, making some plays on the football, being a playmaker. Uh, I think this year the reason I say it's a make or break here is because he makes a lot of money and he's a safety. Uh, if you know safety is not a position people traditionally allocate funds to, but John Johnson was one of our big guys, our big name free agents. But we already saw where Troy Hill is at. Troy Hill is already back. Uh, he, he's he's already back <laughs> in L.A. off the bus. So John Johnson is going to have to be that kind of safety because my thing is Grant Delpit. I think is a guy that that can really do something. Um, you know, they like LeCount. Um, LeCount is a guy who, who you know, seems to be in the right place. 
had an interception last year in the preseason. And, uh, you know, I think they can they can put, rotate some guys in there to take his position uh, if he does not uh, perform this year. His cap number is kind of big. So when we look at it after this year, if he's not one of the, the guys that is is the, the playmaker or the leader of that secondary with a defense that you've already spent the first round picking Newsom, you already gave Denzel Ward a bunch of money. I think this could be a, a year where John Johnson, uh, if he does not have a big year, could be a guy that could be a veteran cut in 2023. Um, and this is where it got weird because we were going into the 2020 one season um, for the Browns. And you said, wow, well, what are they going to do? How, how are you going to play all these safeties? They had John Johnson, the third, they had Ronnie Harrison. They drafted LeCount, um, you know, Grant Delpit coming back from injury, MJ Stewart. How is And then, then there were weeks. Well, what are we going to do? We don't have any safeties. So John Johnson, the third, basically, you know, and you brought John Johnson, the third to come in, understanding he was the veteran and like, Oh, well, we're going to be able to do so many things with him. We can be versatile this way. He can do this. And then it was, uh, yeah, basically just go play on the roof, go play, you know, 12 to 15 yards off the ball. And you don't, you don't pay that money to a safety to basically just have him go play center field. Browns had no choice. Granted they had no choice and you didn't get to see the best of John Johnson, the third, certainly. But then as the season went on, MJ Stewart played really well. Grant Delpit got comfortable after the injury, got comfortable to NFL speed. He played better. Now, all of a sudden, you were allowed to use John Johnson the third, like you always thought you were going to be able to. Um, and he was you know, making more plays, being more of a factor. Um, but I do agree with you. And it's just going to come down to the simple fact of this is, you know, I'm not saying money's going to be an issue, but this team – with the fact that they have Miles Garrett making a ton, Deshaun making a ton, Denzel making a ton, Nick Chubb next year will be making a ton. This team has no problem paying players, but they always want that rainy day fund. I mean, even with Baker Mayfield still on this roster, this team has over $24 million in cap space. So this team likes to have money, but they don't have a problem paying the players they have. Garrett, before we put a wrap on this, one show under the belt. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Uh, give some thoughts here to the listeners. Hopefully, we can drive you guys over a little more traffic over there. Hey, listen, man. Uh, make sure you go subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 11 to 1 every single day. Um, we had two great guests yesterday. If you if you didn't see it, make sure you guys check that out. The great thing about being on YouTube is on demand. Hey, if you missed the show, you work the 11 to 1. Hey, you got an opportunity to, to come back to your house and digest it and, and, and take a look at it. Um, we had uh, Tim Couch on. Also, we had Bernie Kozar in studio. In studio had Bernie Kozar. Check that out. He came in and talked about Baker Mayfield, talked a little bit about Deshaun Watson. Uh, and, and another cool thing that, that really we, we do is sometimes people don't want to sit here and listen to a whole two-hour long form of, of you guys talking back and forth. So that's why we put smaller clips up of some of the better highlights of the show. So you can check out some of our highlights that we got up. We, we talk about um sports we talk about uh food we talk about pop culture we talk about a lot of different things and so it's easily able to be digestible and you can do it at your own leisure every single day if you want to watch the show live make sure you check it out 11 a.m to 1 p.m on youtube uh, also follow us on twitter ultimate cleveland sports show and um we have some really great guests coming up in the future i think we got the miz the miz is confirmed for wednesday <laughs> <laughs> so they pulling they pulling in all the big names, man. Make sure you uh, make make sure you check us out uh, eleven to one here on YouTube. Well, here's the best part, Garrett. That means Wednesday 
y'all going to rest your voice because if you all got the Miz coming in, ain't nobody going to get a word in. And I don't need to. Go ahead. Do your thing, big fella. Go ahead, big, go ahead, big homie. You got it. You got it. You know, let, let let your guest shine a little bit, right? No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. He is Garrett Bush, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And, of course, the barbershop Saturday mornings. And, of course, filling in at the fan, you know, a ton these days. Make sure you're checking everything out. Make sure you're following at GBush91. I am your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Locked On Browns. Follow back account. Everybody knows DMs are open. Questions, ideas, feel free to, you know, hit me up with whatever you guys want, need. You know, I try to be as available for you as much as you all make yourselves available for the show. I always try to kind of pay that back in spades. Uh, all the listeners, appreciate all of you who make Locked On Browns your first listen. Wherever you get your podcast, leave those five-star ratings and written reviews. Make sure you're following or subscribed to the Locked On Browns podcast. Do appreciate that. Uh, we got to a ton here today. Deshaun Watson, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the future of the Steelers. Obviously, some thoughts here on some players and you know where you know they might be roster-wise for the Cleveland Browns in 2022. So we'll see the way that all plays out. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.